0: Welcome to the Knox Soccer Podcast, where we tell the soccer stories of our favorite big town, little city. We are in our mobile studio, a.k.a. uh, the mobile Subio, is what I like to call it. Uh, We are here at 1 Knoxville's second home game, first win of the season. It was at Knox Catholic on a Tuesday, and it was fantastic. My name is Patrick Teasno, and I got Brian Canaver here.
1: Brian, how was it, man? So, Patty, I was actually in the commentary booth uh, today for this game. I made my debut uh, doing color commentary, and I thought I, I think I brought the team a lot of good luck, because uh, they got that 1-0 victory. A very different game from what we saw on Saturday against Asheville. The goal came in the 36th minute from the big Norwegian, uh, Sebastian Andresen. Uh, so we heard the fans shouting Seabass, Seabass. I don't know that he uh, adored that one. Uh, I think the Thor nickname's the Thor. one that's the that's one that's going to yeah. stick eventually. And you know, Sebastian, uh, he fought really hard for the ball. Uh, I said it to him in the post match interview. Uh, there's balls that he stopped with his chest that I couldn't stop with my head. <laughs> um, he's a big man. He's a very big yep. man, Patty. Um, when he came off in the second half, uh, the fans gave him a standing ovation. Uh, Somebody shouted, thank you so much, Thor. Uh, And he gave him a little heart shape and then uh, tore off his little headband and, you know, just threw his hair around uh, looking like a a supermodel out there. And I think the fans loved that one.
0: Uh, Yeah, we were definitely eating it up. The whole fans were eating it up. Speaking of the fans, great crowd for a Tuesday. Holy smokes. I would say, like, max capacity. Like, it was was pretty dang full.
1: So, uh, we are at Knoxville Catholic Stadium right now in the parking lot, uh, (laughs) like Patty said in the Subio. And uh, we know that at Austin East High School, there were 2,200 people. If you're used to, you know, MLS numbers, EPL numbers, that may not sound big. But in high school soccer, college soccer, lower league professional soccer, 2,200 people is a lot of people. Imagine them shouting and chanting and stomping on those bleachers from inside the commentary booth tonight. It felt like there was a gorilla pounding on the door or something, you know? Uh, so tonight, uh, I don't know if we hit those 2,200, but there were a lot of people in the stands. The scruffs were out again, 40 solid singing and chanting and, and, and Egging the players on the entire time. Um, Knoxville Catholic is a different stadium, different arena style, right? The turf was different, which may have led to some of the sloppy play that we saw in the first 30 minutes of the first half. But it, it looked like there were more people in the stands, just a little bit more spread out right, than, right, than right, maybe they yeah, were at Austin yeah. East. Uh,
0: like Brian was saying, the Scruffs were definitely here. And, uh, Kevin showed up with drums, and he was banging away. The Scruffs had their song sheets out, and they were just churning through them. It was awesome to see everyone out there uh, ready to rock. Um, I chatted with some fans that had been to the Austin East game, as well as this one at Knox Catholic, and then also some fans that just showed up for this one. People following the team to every match. It's going to be fantastic for the rest of the season. So one knock sent out their normal email saying like, hey, parking, and all that jazz. And then the food trucks and also Mario's Pizza Cone was still here. And I was super pumped. That was a nice little uh, surprise for the day. And so I actually chatted with a customer of Mario's Pizza Cone. Uh, Let's go over and get to Cole. All right. So I'm here with a gentleman that has had a pizza cone before. Can you please introduce yourself?
2: Uh, My name is Cole and I'm 17 years old.
0: Nice to meet you, Cole. Um, so, you're here at the match. Have you been to the first game or is this your first one you've been to?
2: No, I went to the first one over at um, Austin East.
0: Fantastic. So, we got a, a repeat fan, which is wonderful. So, how's the game so far?
2: Uh, I think it's going pretty good. Uh, there's a lot more attacking on offense than last game, which is good to see, of course, as always. There's always room for improvement. And I think they're really showing it this game that they worked on their attacking. And I think. If we keep it up in the second half, it'll go good.
0: Yeah, I'm also seeing that as well. They can tell they've they've worked on some uh, connecting flow and play. So you're here waiting for your, your pizza cone. Uh, why a repeat uh, pizza cone? Tell me about a pizza cone.
2: I don't know. I just I just think it's really good. It's the, like the right amount of cheesiness and um, marinara sauce. So I like it. It's if it's good enough to bring me back a second time, then I'm gonna definitely have another one.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. So can you explain to the listeners what a pizza cone is?
2: So it's like. It's kind of like an ice cream cone, but it's dough in like a cone shape. And then it's filled, just filled with marinara sauce, pepperonis, and uh, mozzarella cheese. It's pretty much like a pizza roll, but in a ice cream cone. So it's pretty good.
0: That's a, that's a pretty good combination. Ice cream, cone, and pizza. Why not, right?
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, thanks so much, Cole. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Fantastic, Cole. Thanks so much for explaining what a um, pizza cone is. Brian and I got to partake in a pizza cone. Uh, So, Brian, we we know your daughter
1: had a pizza cone. So, my wife, Haley, uh, told me that tonight in the commentary booth, she earned herself a shout-out because she decided to stay home with the two kids, the two-year-old Alba and and the five-month-old Enzo, so that I could come out here and participate. Alba did have a pizza cone on Saturday. She has been obsessed with what she calls pizza sandwiches, since I first took her to Subway and got her one of those pizza subs. She thought it was a delicious pizza sandwich. This is like something I've never seen before. Uh, but uh, when you are tired and you are sweaty and it is late and you're trying to get back home and, and the the generous people who run Mario's Pizza Cones, Ian and Jenna saying, here, have some, delight in this. You just you just can't say no. And, and we didn't, Patty, we yep. enjoyed them.
0: Uh, they're fantastic they go around to different breweries they also do charity work as well Uh, so we'll link them up in the show notes definitely grab a pizza cone when you come out to another match All right, Brian before hearing from the coach as well as the players that you interviewed let's go into
1: an ad break so uh, our first sponsor who we were proud to shout out Uh, in our first Car Take episode after the Asheville match is Markman's. Uh, Markman's uh, sponsors the Knox Soccer Podcast and One Knoxville SC. Located at 6932 Kingston Pike, Markman's has been Knoxville's choice for diamonds and fine jewelry since 1976. Visit markmansdiamonds.com. It's markmansdiamonds.com for more. And we saw Jeff in the stands today, walking in. He listened to the podcast, and he loved it. He had some of his thoughts on the formation and the team and who we should see. Uh, but we love being supported by a guy like Jeff and the Markman family because they love this city, they love the community, and they're doing everything they can to be involved in soccer, both at the youth level, because his kids are youth players, and here at the uh, pre-professional and soon-to-be yep. yep. professional level.
0: Uh, so I went over to Markman's. Um, I'm, a, I'm a watch nerd Uh, We're not rolling in the podcast money enough for me to actually be a watch snob and to have a watch. Um, But went over to Markman's and saw they hold uh, two brands there, uh, Tag Heuer and Oris. Wonderful Swiss made luxury brand watches. These are great gifts for graduation or a work anniversary or uh, your first win. So boys, one Knoxville, get on over there, grab a watch from the Markman family. Diamonds, fine jewelry and luxury watches. All right, now we're back. So as I was sitting in the stands, Brian, with the start of the match, I can definitely tell something was different. Like there was definitely a different pace to at least the first half. Can you walk us through the first half as
1: well as the second? how, how the match play out? So it was a scrappy match again. Uh, we know like we've, Talked about previously. There are a lot of players in this squad, and we saw some new integrations into the team today. The back line looked different. Finn McRobb, who you'll hear from in a little bit, uh, he remained. He actually co-captained tonight, the big Scotsman, uh, and he was joined on the back line uh, by Alberto Suarez, who's making his debut as well as Diego Konings, uh, the big Dutchman. Um, then we saw some changes in midfield. Seth Antwi retained his position in the sixth, but he was joined by a new partner back there, Mferni Adias Sinclair, the Costa Rican former U-20 international, an incredible player. Uh, he was dominant throughout the match, uh, biting at the heels of his opponent, gluing together the play uh, between the defense and the attack. Um, we also saw some new faces come in in the second half. Giorgio Konchevsky, uh, the Macedonian U21 international, entered into uh, the game late on. Sebastian Andresen actually led the line today. Steven Afrifa took a rest, came in in the second half, and he had a couple of opportunities, too, to score. Um, you know, so that's the personnel changes that we saw, as well as a couple of others. James e. Thomas, you know, the cap- club captain, sat on the bench for the first half, came in in the second. Uh, you know, the playing surface here at Catholic is different uh, than Austin East. You know, this is a turf playing surface as well. A lot of the surfaces that they'll play on are turf. The ball moves really, really quick. And um, with the integration of those new players, with the chemistry, with the surfaces, I think uh, we just saw some misplaced passes. Um, We saw a lot of urgency to get the ball up into the attack, but not a lot of precision. Going into that goal from Sebastian Andresen in the 36th minute, uh, one Knoxville definitely kept the pressure on Tri-Cities but it didn't look like a breakthrough was coming. We didn't see shots on goal prior to that, whereas in the Asheville City match... You know, we saw a handful, maybe half a dozen shots, shots on goal in the first half by one Knoxville. Uh, of course, we saw the 21st-minute goal from Max McNulty, who was not in the squad today. Uh, that was one Knoxville's first-ever goal. So things were different in the first half. Uh, you know, uh, Mark McKeever, who you're going to hear from in a second, uh, he told me he felt like they played better on Saturday night against Asheville. Um, the, the play, it, things stuck together more. It moved more fluidly. Uh, tonight, they continued the Mark McKeever style High-pressing, very, very aggressive, uh, playing through their wingbacks, getting the ball up, being unwilling uh, to sit back and receive pressure from the other team, and yet it, it just wasn't as fluid. And so, uh, Mark McKeever, uh, here he is with his reactions on the match. I got the gaffer here, Mark McKeever. Mark, when we talked on Saturday night, um, there was some disappointment, right, at losing the first game 2-1 to Asheville. Tonight, you get the 1-0 victory against Tri-Cities Otter. What's going through your head? How are you feeling this evening?
3: Well, here's the messed up thing about this sport. I felt as though we played really well on Saturday night and got zero points. I felt as though we didn't play too well tonight, but it was gritty. Um, It was a different kind of performance, but we come away with three points. So delighted. The purpose and objective was always to get three points, clean sheet. And even though I felt as though we were way below uh, our par, way below our quality, we come away meeting the objectives. So delighted, delighted. It takes a wee bit of pressure off as well. You know, we can we can just concentrate on the points now that, you know, we want to represent the club that's, you know, made it possible for all these kids, made it possible for myself. So we want to give back to the club and just seeing the, the elation of the fans tonight. You know, that's what it's all about. That's why we're here. Okay, so you mentioned it on Saturday. The game looked very different than it looked tonight. A lot more shots on goal, uh,
1: a lot more threat in the first half. And it was, it was scrappy and it was chippy tonight until Sebastian Andresen uh, put the club ahead. Uh, did you approach this game any differently or did you come in with the same exact mentality? Did you prepare the team the exact same way that you did on Saturday for Asheville?
3: Yeah, and it's as a, as a different, uh, different type of preparation because they, they're playing a different a completely different style of football, uh, different formation, different types of players, it's a different surface which I think maybe hurt us a wee bit in the first half until we get used to it and then we started to pop it a little bit but it's still uh, it still wasn't perfect, it still was far from efficient and you know but I feel as though we're going to keep making that progress. These lads are too good not to, you know, there'll be a point there where we say okay that's what we're talking about, it's not there yet but we're hoping it gets there.
1: How do you feel about the integration of some of the players that came in uh, tonight? We saw Aria Sinclair, the former Costa Rica U-20 international. We saw Giorgio Okachevsky, the Macedonia U-21 international uh, come in. You made some changes along the back line. How do you feel like the team uh, responded to that, especially as they continue learning your system and building chemistry with each other?
3: Yeah, everybody's finding their comfort zone right now. And, and that's the purpose when so many kids come together, so many players, so many talented players come together. you got to knit it together and the knit isn't there because the comfort zone isn't there. You know, we had Alberto Suarez out there playing for the first time and uh, I think it's his first game since the fall. Uh, Sebastian, what a story coming back from an ear injury. It's the first time he's played since last summer, almost a year. So you're talking about kids that have not played there. Jamesy, Tom has not played for almost a year. So again, that's the nuts and bolts I'm talking about. They're getting their fitness, they're getting their understanding. You know, Once they get their fitness, once their heart, heart and lungs are good, the connections are going to start to flow. We're going to knit it together and then that machine will be more efficient. But tonight it wasn't. But I don't care because we get three points. (laughs) All
1: right. Like you said, uh, the crowd was elated tonight. They were loud the entire time. I heard them in the commentary booth. It sounded like there was a gorilla pounding on the door at times. The next match is away at Tennessee Soccer Club, who have two draws to start their season. Uh, How do you prepare for that away visit uh, in Nashville over the weekend? Uh, How do you get these? This, these lads ready um, to go and, and play for the first
3: time not in front of 2,000 screaming supporters yeah well we're going to, first of all we're going to give the boys the day off tomorrow because we worked hard for this and I think there's a like I say there's a little little sense of a sigh of relief there because we got our first three points uh, a day off tomorrow reset the body reset the brain recover get the body where it needs to go and then we'll go smash it Thursday Friday and then we'll go and uh, yeah we'll, we'll try and make a good account of ourselves on the road it's our first road trip as a team so lots of adversity comes with that and uh, new questions will be asked and hopefully we can answer them. So uh, Gaffer, I asked it to Finn, I asked it to Seba, how
1: are they going to celebrate tonight or get some rest in the case of Finn, who's played two 90-minute games. What do you do uh, this evening after the first three points in this club's history?
3: Yeah, you enjoy each other's company. You know, um, we've told the lads that there won't be any celebrating. You'll enjoy it. Celebrate it together in your rooms, uh, and it's just a bit deflating. You know, it's about turning the temperature down a little bit. It's about enjoying each other's company. Those kids walk off the field, the kids that are in the stand not playing, they've got to go and say, I was a part of something special tonight, and I want to even make it more special as we go forward. So tomorrow's just a reset, reset the body, reset the brain, get away from football, you know. uh, Yeah, and then Thursday we'll get back to work. Like I say, uh, win, lose or draw, the sun comes up tomorrow and we're going to go with what we need to do. So never too high with with the wins, never too low with the losses and we'll go on and keep making progress.
1: And last one for you, Gaffer. Uh, we've talked about this before. Ami and I said it in the booth. You'd rather win 4-3 uh, than win 1-0. Uh, we saw the team at times when you could have sat back in the second half and you could have absorbed pressure. Uh, what we call squeaky bum time, right? Uh, you guys didn't do that. You know, there, there was a little bit more direct football, but the pressure stayed on Tri-Cities. You kept the ball in their half. How does it feel winning
3: 1-0 tonight? No, one. as perfect. You know, as all of the objectives are met. You know, it's, there's more objectives met with one nothing than there are for four three because the two objectives are win, get the points, and clean sheet. So we've done both tonight. So it is a wee bit better tonight. But I'd, I'd rather score four goals. don't get me wrong. You know, winning's winning. Uh, we're set up to score goals again. I think the keepers made some wonderful saves tonight. So congrats to uh, to Tri Cities for you know the effort. That, that that was a great game, and they they came uh, and they caused us a lot of bloody problems. So absolutely delighted. Good luck today them. We'll see them again soon. So, yeah, delighted with the three points.
1: Thank you, Gaffer. You know, Patty, also talked to Finn McRobb, uh, who played on the back line. He was one of the only center backs to, to play the 90 minutes again for the second time. Uh, you know, he told me he plans to sleep really well uh, tonight. Uh, he feels like he's earned it. Mark McKeever, like he told us in his quote, he told the boys, don't celebrate yet. Let the energy come down, let things deflate a little bit, but we're not celebrating yet. This is only the start of things. Finn McRobb is just so dangerous in the air on set pieces. Um, that's one, something that one Knoxville presents uh, teams. When there's a set piece, whether it's a corner kick, whether it's a free kick, all those center backs are coming up, and they're really big. They're really strong in the air. Uh, so Tri-Cities, which was reduced to the counterattack, much like Asheville was, they were trying to get that ball up and attack quickly through their wide players, and and Finn McRobb stopped everything. Uh, again, late in the second half, he had an opportunity to, to get some shots on goal, on target. Almost at a second there for one Knoxville.
0: I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to throw out the name, Finn McRobb, uh, the Big Red Wall. So let's make that one stick. All right, Brian.
1: The Big Red Wall, Finn McRobb, the Big Red Wall. Scale him not. <laughs> you cannot scale this giant Scottish man. So uh, let's go ahead and hear from Finn McRobb. Now I have Finn McRobb, who was co-captain for the night, played another 90 after playing 90 in the first match. Finn, how did you feel out there on the field?
4: It just buzzing. Like the boys put so much into the first game, so much into this game we were disappointed about the result after game one, but we've come out today. Most important thing, got three points, got a clean sheet. And we're on the board and we, we go again. We never stop.
1: Finn, I know that you have a lot of depth in this squad, a lot of center backs in this squad. On Saturday night, you played with Danny Fernandez, the Spaniard, and you played with Buster, the Swede. Tonight you were back there with Diego. Um, you were back there with Alberto. Um, what was it like playing with them? What's that chemistry like? Uh, did it feel different or or did things just kind of stick?
4: I mean, of course, everyone, everyone brings someone something different to the team. And there's lots of games here, so too, you need a big squad. And What I do is just try to add what I can add, control what I can control, and help the guys around me. But. Everyone's been top-notch so far, given 100%, and you can't ask any more than that.
1: So we know Scottish players, all British players are known for their aerial ability. I was up there in the commentary booth with Ami, and we just kept remarking every time there was a free kick, every time there was a set piece, you were up there causing a threat late in the game. uh, What could have been a goal, you you got contact with the ball twice, right? Uh, Is that one of the strengths of your game, being a threat in the air, in attack, and also being able to stop those threats? Because, I mean, I'm looking at you right now, and you're kind of built like a mountain, my friend.
4: I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, You know, it's just I, I work a lot of lot of aspects in my game. It's definitely something that's improved recently. But it's all about aggression. The way you attack the ball doesn't matter if you're small, if you're tall. Everyone can do
1: it. So I just try and get in there and try and make the most of it. So uh, Finn, you played two 90-minute matches. How do you recover after going you know, a full game uh, within four days of each other? What's the plan for this evening? What's the plan for tomorrow morning for you? Lots
4: and lots of sleep, lots and sleep. Um, it's, it's honestly just as much about the mental side as it is the physical side. you know, you got to prepare yourself, prepare your body, and prepare your mind to go again. And for me, I'll just get home, get to bed, chill tomorrow, and look forward to the next one. What what keeps me going is knowing I've got another game in just a few days. So I've loved it so far. I've loved the coach. I love the boys and we're really excited and really promising by the
1: season. So yeah. All right. Thank you, Finn. And finally, Patty, of course, we, we have to hear from the goal scorer. Mighty Thor. Mighty Thor himself coming out of Asgard to score. Uh, An incredible goal. It was an amazing build up play. We talked about how the game wasn't as fluid. Well, it was fluid for those. 15 or 20 seconds. You saw the buildup through Arias and Sinclair out wide to, to Kirkwood, back to Abriel, back out wide to Kirkwood. and Dressing also touched the ball before he made his way into the six. Uh, Adam Kirkwood, another Scottish player uh, who made his way into the team tonight, hits a great low cross. and Dressing controls it inside the box and just blasts it near post, past the goalkeeper. And you know, it was a huge relief off his shoulders. He had a couple of opportunities on Saturday night against Asheville that he couldn't finish. Tonight, he left no doubt about it. He just he just blasted that ball through the net. I'm
0: believing that he listened to our podcast and took our notes and uh, made sure he had a wide angle of attack and, uh, and determination to get that ball into the back of the net.
1: I hope that our podcast is that influential. <laughs> One day, Patty. Dream. No, today. It's today. Man. All right. Well, let's go ahead and hear from Andresen himself. I got the goal scorer here, the man of the match, Sebastian Andresen, the gigantic Norwegian people. You can't see him right now, but he is gigantic. Sebastian, what did it feel like uh, to put that ball in the back of the net in the 36th minute?
5: You know, it's uh, it's been a long time since I played football, so it's uh, it was an amazing feeling, and you know the people out here were absolutely amazing. So it was just like a roar that came through and. The sensation of scoring in front of like passionate people and for my teammates, it's, it's the most, like it can't be dis- described, it's amazing.
1: So uh, we saw that passion on the field. I was commenting with Ami in the booth uh, that sometimes it can be difficult, right? Because you feel the energy and you feel the presence from the fans. You want to deliver after you scored. We saw you raising your hands to the roof, getting the scrubs to shout louder and louder. How do you feel about the support that your team's gotten tonight?
5: You know, it's it, they're absolutely amazing. Like we couldn't, we couldn't ask for anything. Or it's it's over every like expectation we could. We could expect for so the people that shows up are absolutely tremendous and you know we can just say thank you for for them because this win is ultimately for them for the club and you know we can keep on winning for them and for the club and and keep doing what we're doing right now
1: so uh, i know i've spoken to jamesy in the past and he said sebastian andresen looks like your classic number nine he's going to be an aerial threat and you were you know you brought down balls with your chest that i can't bring down with my head uh but at the same time you know you scored that ball that that you scored that goal with your feet. You also had a shot with the left foot that went just over the bar. How do you uh, approach the game when you're in attack, especially uh, when you're that you know lone striker up top? Uh, what are you thinking? Are you thinking I got to get my head on the ball? It doesn't matter what I hit it with. You know what's going through your through your head when you're when you're playing? Uh, honestly, I
5: think what can I do to help the team? So I try to make my movements thereafter and see what what can I do to help my team at this point. If that's going on, I'm using my feet to score a goal. Then I'll do that. If that goes and Go in the box and head it the ball, then I'll do that. If that's used my chest to put it, put it down for somebody, then I'll do that. I, you know, it's ultimately about the team, and this is a team sport. So this win is, is a team effort, and I couldn't do it without Adam's assist, for example. So it's just. Just those things that you wanna do for your team and you you use what, what you have to use to, to get it.
1: Okay, and I know uh, last year you missed the final with the Des Moines Menace because of an injury. You've been nursing an injury. You haven't played that many minutes. Uh, James at one point told me we would see you later in the season and we're seeing you early. You got minutes, you had some some uh, threats on goal in the Asheville game. Uh, tonight you scored the goal. Uh, you created a threat constantly. What does it feel like for you to be back in and to be trusted uh, with leading the line, especially as Knoxville looked for- for it's first ever win as a club.
5: You know, it's it's been it's been a long time and it's been a been a long process to get through through uh, the injury and stuff like that. But, you know, it's always been that one goal in mind, It's that get ready for for like early May to be ready for this and it's always been a goal in my mind when it's been tough it's like okay I'll, I'm, I'm doing this to get ready I'm doing this to be here and so I can play from the mirror first first day so it's always been that kind of mentality for it and you know it's uh, I'm lucky that uh, I get to trust and and I, I'm happy that I am able to repay it
1: okay, so I talked to Finn he said after playing two 90 minute games that he's gonna get some good sleep tonight he's gonna get some rest in uh, what do you do to celebrate or uh, to come down off, off the high uh, of scoring your first goal for for one knoxville and getting the first win for the club good night's sleep like Vince says.
5: honestly it's uh tonight it's is uh it's a, we got another cup final on saturday so it's already started thinking about that and preparing for that and that's that's what the mentality is right now getting prepared
1: for saturday thank
0: you all right brian let's wind it down here for this uh second uh car take overall how'd you feel about this match
1: patty it was good to get the three points right um, McKeever said he got the clean sheet, which was really important. Ryan Troutman coming in, playing ahead of Peter Swinkles today. We know there's a lot of goalkeepers in the squad, so we saw some rotation. And they scored a goal, right? And, and so it was a 1-0 victory. Uh, Mark McKeever, he likes to score lots of goals, but he's happy with the result. I think the fans were ecstatic with the result, starting that that winning tradition that McKeever and, and Dean Gray and assistant coach Nick Jarmillo want to bring to Knoxville and that are trying to establish through one Knoxville. Now, they travel away for their next match, Tennessee Soccer Club in Nashville. They'll be there this upcoming Saturday. Um, So they'll play Tennessee Soccer Club, who, who have two ties in their first two matches. Um, This is their first season in USL2 as well. It's going to be another rivalry match, right? Uh, We're seeing uh, the Smoky Mountain Series. Uh, We could call this the East Tennessee Derby, right, against Tri-Cities. And this one's going to be the Battle of Nashville versus Mm -hmm. Knoxville, right? The Scruffy City versus the Music City. Mm -hmm. That's going to be exciting. And then they're back again for that Dalton-Red Wolves match here at home at Catholic Stadium. So they're going to want to go out and get the three points every single time. Finn McRob said it to me uh, when, when we quit recording. He thinks that we have uh, the best team in the country when you look at the players. But just like James, the ca- the captain has told us over and over again, it doesn't matter what you see on paper. We want to show that. We want to show that we're the best on the field. And, and that started tonight.
0: Uh, it was a wonderful match here Tuesday, Pack Stadium. So I can't wait to come back to our home turf on Saturday, pack it out, and yeah, just ready to kick butt. I'll be here for that match, um, and we'll have a special
1: co-host. So stay tuned for that. All right, Brian, how are we going to end this one? Patty, it's late. We both want to go home and get to sleep, but I can tell uh, the energy is still pumping through our veins. Um, So I want to just say it's been wonderful, Knoxville. (laughs) I'm gonna get home and I'm gonna be re-watching that that clip of Andreessen and scoring that goal. That's what's gonna rock me to sleep tonight. Um, you know'm I'm, I'm gonna clip it for you. I figured out, Patty, how to do that thing I used to do when I was fifteen with like Kazaa and Limewire. <laughs> so I'm gonna use some you know, some third party apps right. to get that clip for you, share it with you on social media uh, and I, i'm gonna I'm gonna pin that one for myself and I'll always look back to. Uh, this moment, I'll tell my kids Not only was I there for Max McNulty The big brummy For his towering header But I was also there for Sebastian Andres And Thor Thor, himself. Thor reincarnated When he dropped the hammer On those mean otters From the Tri-Cities
0: Alright guys, we'll see you in the next one